0: Hi everyone, welcome to another research review where this week I'm going to be looking at the latest uh, paper by Jason Rogers et al uh, titled Chronic plantar heel pain is principally associated with waist girth, systemic and pain central factors, uh, not foot factors, a case control study. And I really liked this paper um, but before we dive in sort of explain what they did. So it's a case control study. So what they did is they took uh, a whole bunch of people, found a whole bunch of people who had chronic uh, plantar heel pains so or persisting heel pain and took a similar sort of set of the population who didn't have heel pain and just really compared the differences. And so there's a lot of limitations with this study, but the idea is it's just trying to start observing if there is a uh, marked differences uh, between the population of people that have heel pain, uh, pain and a chronic uh, heel pain and a population that didn't have chronic heel pain and so it was really interesting because what they found was that the population that had chronic plantar heel pain um, obviously had things like lower foot function and lower quality of life that makes sense they're in pain Um, There was more um, depression and pain catastrophizing, which again makes sense. Often we look at psychosocial factors, pain catastrophizing, depression as factors that are causative as to why it's it's chronic uh, or persisting uh, a condition, like it was something that was causative in it. But these can also just be factors of what happens when someone has pain for a long period of time. They become depressed and they, they catastrophize the pain because it's just so limiting to what they can do. Interestingly, they found there were similar levels of moderate to vigorous physical activity between the two groups, uh, similar steps per day, similar self-reporting standing time. So despite having persistent heel pain, when we compared two populations, they didn't actually move tremendously differently. The big findings were that they found that there was more multi-site pain and morning stiffness in the group who had chronic plantar heel pain. They also found that waist girth was uh, independently associated with people who had chronic plantar heel pain. And this was in comparison to body impedance. So just a measure of overall fat content in the body compared to specifically fat around the waist, So central adiposity, indicating that, you know, traditional measures measures like BMI are are not particularly good at identifying this. So these two Factors, uh, more multi-site pain, more morning stiffness, and more association with weight girth really identify that there is probably a lot more going on with why this condition has persisted than just foot-related factors. So looking at metabolic health, as well as looking at uh, pain-related factors. So if someone has pain, uh, and this is what we know generally, if someone has pain in other locations, um, there's two two points. One pain is uh, in one area can make it more likely that pain occurs in another area, especially if it's persisting. But it's also the fact that there are generally potentially some other factors going on in that individual that has made other pain persist or other pain occur more easily, and therefore it makes if you have a condition like heel pain, a quite a common, normal sort of condition for a lot of people in the population to get, that all of a sudden, yeah, it's, that's also going to have an impact on that pain. So we don't know a causative mechanism. we do not identifying that, well, if we lose weight uh, or we reduce pain, that there will be better outcomes. And I think that's a, a mistake we often make with these studies is, um, that we we overreach, we overlook. and and science is all about um, identifying patterns and extrapolating that data. but I think there's there's a warning here. there's a lot of um, different ways we can look and interpret this data. But the big thing is is that when we are seeing people with chronic plantar heel pain, they're coming into the clinic. so the condition is persisting beyond, what we would uh, consider normal, what would be considered normal for um, the condition, but as well as also tissue healing. What else is going on? And I think when we look at it, we're saying, well, this person has more waist girth, more central adiposity, this person has. Um, multiple different sites pain sites and so the, when we're looking at them as a whole looking at just their foot and saying well you need an orthotic you need new shoes you need more this you need more that is is probably a it's probably a mistake it's probably a big mistake that we can make when really what we're looking for and what this study is identifying is there's a lot more going on as an individual there's potentially some psychosocial factors in there that affecting their depression pain catastrophizing there's a lot of other issues going on with their other treatments so that might make a financial issue. It might make a um, just a time issue. The amount of people that I see that are just with with uh, persisting pain that just come in and go, I can't manage all of the appointments. Um, as well as just general lifestyle and health and metabolic factors, these all present a unique challenge to what um, how we need to go about treating them. So. Um, for example, you know, it might be a case of if someone's coming in and they're, they're not moving as much, they're afraid of moving, they're gaining weight, they've got pain in other locations. Really, the advice that I would give off the back of this study is that we should be looking at those factors and helping address them. Not just for the fact that we think, oh, if we reduce their weight, their pain's going to go down. And I think that's a really, that's a big mistake we make in a lot of things is, is expecting not only a linear response, but looking at, um other factors that are potentially associated with uh, a condition as a treatment target. So while it is something that we can potentially gain secondary benefit from, maybe it's something that can help someone in the long term, it's not something that we would say, you lose weight, your heel pain's gonna reduce, partially because it might be the process of losing weight, it might be improving their metabolic health, which might have nothing to do with actually uh, having to lose weight to address those factors, which cause the heel pain to become persistent or stopping them from getting better. So I think that's the, the uh, key uh, component of looking at it. So if someone comes in for me with heel pain and it's been persistent, these are the factors that I would screen for, these are the things that I would talk about and try and figure out how it can fit in. So it's making our appointments potentially easier for someone if they have a lot of other appointments. With our exercise prescription, we might look at it as... Not always trying to strengthen the tissue because that's going to reduce pain, but it might just be exposing people to uh, movements, to ways they can move, to amounts that they can move, to intensities that they can move. So increasing uh, the intensity of exercise and making exercises heavier or faster, um, increasing the effort involved in them. And we can sort of highlight to them and give them experiences that help show them that the pain may not be as limiting for them as they as they feel, or that they can start to build some self-efficacy and some confidence in rebuilding and re-going back to exercise and activity, which can, can potentially help with managing other pain. That could potentially help with managing their weight. It could potentially be helped with all problems. We know it's very helpful in helping manage depression. So a lot of our management is focused not on sort of golf, on, 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 the target of I need to reduce the pain, and we know that's incredibly helpful. This is where orthotics and and shoes and other things, our load management, can be incredibly helpful, and we should not should, should not not be doing it. But uh, it's identifying that these these factors we can uh, think about, and we can manage, and I guess when we see someone with plant to heal pain who comes into the clinic and we're screening for these other factors and we go, oh, they're showing sign of pain catastrophizing and there's questionnaires or just general questions we can ask for that. Depression, we're seeing that um, they are, are sort of more overweight and more overweight in their waist girth, um, that they're having these multi-site pain. We can identify them as petite, potentially people who are going to have a longer recovery time frame, and that we should be prepared for that and not be looking into um, their, their lack of response to treatment or their slow response to treatment as something as being particularly um, to do with the foot, but more to do with these other factors, and that we should be preparing people for that. We should be considering that as early sort of interventions, looking uh, lifestyle factors, all of those sort of things mentioning them early. You might always have to do it in the first appointment, but it's its noticing them, potentially talking about them, highlighting that there might be something to consider in the future. And it just helps us, the biggest thing is it helps us prepare because if that person isn't getting better and we've already given them a prognosis of saying, this may take longer, it's a lot easier than if we've said, we were gonna get on top of this, we're gonna manage this really quickly and then they come back and they go, well, it's not really changing that much it encourages us to then do things that that are potentially not as evidence-based or trying to chase pain when we know that's not always helpful. Um, But it also then helps patients be more on our side because we've already prepared them for these potentially uh, poor outcomes. We've already identified that that might happen and they're more likely then to understand and go, okay, yes, you did mention this was the case. It's following the trajectory that you predicted. We understand that this is slower and this is something that that we need to, to deal with over a coarse period, a large period of time, rather than very quickly.